People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm your co-host, Joe. I'm here with Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's going on? Episode 88 is what's going on. 88. 88. That's, that's too much for me. According to my nephew, that's uh, that's my age. 88? 88. That's yeah. pretty close. He's excellent at math. <laughs> Don't agree with him. <laughs> He's excellent at math, but uh, horrible at telling people's ages, so... Uh, <laughs> little fun fact there uh, As always, we have wrestling on the background And uh, this week We're watching the November 18th edition of WWE's Monday Night Raw The go home edition to Go Survivor home series. edition to Survivor Series uh, Currently, Paul Heyman is on the screen saying something We always have the volume down, so it's all good. I'm sure we're not missing much, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty average show so far. Yeah, yeah. from what we've seen, I, I mean, I mean, if uh, you know, you go back to the old days of of pay per views. You know, the go home show that was your last show to try to sell pay per view. Yeah, uh, a fifty dollar pay per view, if you will. They don't have that problem anymore. I mean, you could easily subscribe to WWE Network, and you can go to our website. Man, I'm right on the spot. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network, all one word. Get yourself a 30-day subscription, and you can watch Survivor Series for free. So it's it's it works out great. I mean, you don't even have to pay for anything, so they don't have to sell you for shit. But I, uh, your go-home episode usually should be one of your better episodes. So what I think you're saying here is it directly correlates to the quality of the go-home show. Yeah. Because they don't have to pretty much sell you anymore. Yeah, they already got your money, yeah, right? They already got your money. <laughs> whether whether you and I think here's the thing too, whether you watch or not on Sunday, uh, they already got your money. Yeah, you're yeah, so, that's, you're absolutely right. They got you ten bucks. I mean, it's it's a fucking steal, man. If you really think about it, it is. And it would be different if it was just current product. Then I'd be like, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But uh, that that's what gets you, man. That network, they got uh, tons of classic shit, all the good shit. <laughs> um, all my Nitro fans out there, all my WCW fans, Absolutely. constantly, constantly bombarding me with uh, screenshots and whatnot. Like, check this out. Remember this? And I'm like, yeah, I do, I do. And it's nice because you know it's it's on the network. It's somewhere, you know, yeah. rather than just lost in an archive somewhere. You know, Mid Atlantic, Mid South, World Class, World Class. You know, ECW, yeah. WWE when it was really good. You know, there's there's tons of stuff on there to old watch. NWA. Old NWA for now anyway. Yeah. That could change. Okay. Yeah, that could change. So we'll see we'll see what what goes on with that but um i will say this real quick streaming services have made it really hard for so me hard. <laughs> <laughs> they made it so hard for me to want to uh want to order pay-per-views now because it's like why, why am i paying 50 dollars for one show yeah and, and i know AEW is kind of on that boat right now because AEW they don't have a streaming service as of right now 
I don't know if they're going to have one anytime soon, but it's it's hard for me to to drop fifty bucks on a pay per view nowadays. You know, I mean, we were so happy with Major League Wrestling Saturday Night Super Fight, which was fuck, such a fucking gem. Nineteen ninety nine. That was it. Twenty bucks for for that show. Uh, if you want to hear our 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 our, uh, our review of that show, episode eighty six, go to our website twenty x twenty three dot com, where you can catch all of our archives from the past 87 episodes and counting. Uh, if you want to check that out there, it was a really fun episode to relive, to relive that show, too. Uh, it looks like Rear Mysterio is wearing lipstick, by the way, as I'm watching a close-up of him. Yeah, I would think he is. Wearing a, a Dolce & Cabana-style mask. And I hate myself for even using that reference because I kind of know what that looks oh, like. Oh, no, you know what? It's Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Here yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy with myself now. <laughs> It's just the logo. The logo's right there on the side, so... Yeah. I, I hate you for doing That's, that, right? Yeah, dude. That's lame. Uh, <laughs> he's got that, that hollow metal baseball bat thing. It's paper, paper mache, basically. Yeah. Card, uh, cardboard tube and shit. Yeah. Hyping up that Brock Lesnar fight, guys. <laughs> three minutes. Oh, oh, the over-under was three minutes. We'll see. We'll see Good what they do. Lord. Uh, as we see... Asuka's uh, entrance logo looks probably the Kabuki Warriors together. Yeah. Uh, I, my partner here informed me that Kyrie Sane might be out, uh, basically two months. Yeah, in January, supposedly looking for uh, other places to to work. She's she's weighing her options, so we'll see. We'll see if they can sway to keep her or not. Uh, me personally, I hope she goes somewhere else. There's a lot, I, and I, I'm not even saying AEW. Sure, I mean we see women's wrestling right now, obviously, just completely just just tra- transforming the whole wrestling world, and 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 Kyrie saying is so much better than what she's being used for. I mean, they're they're Oscar, her and Oscar work good together. They they're definitely giving them a better push, and I thought they would. Uh, they made them heels, which I'm not too. Not too much, not not too much of a big deal for me, but uh, you know they. I don't like the fact that they had to make them do underhanded tactics to be to get over. Yeah, but they're over nonetheless, I guess. So I mean, I can't be too upset. Um, but yeah, I I would love to see her. There's just quite a few options out there for her, and. Uh, it's it's better than what she because once once she drops those titles that's basically gonna be it for her anyways yeah unless she goes back to NXT and even then there's no guarantee at this point anymore um something that's been thrown at me all week because of what happened uh, I think it was Tuesday they had their show the, the WWE show on FS1 uh, we saw the I guess you want if you want to call it a return although it's not a WWE return but we saw one CM Punk, um, yeah, make his official appearance. What is that show called? I don't even know. What it's Backstage. Called. Backstage. Okay, it's on Fox Sports One. Apparently, it's on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Tuesdays, I think. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. it's Tuesdays because it comes out the same day as uh, Arn Anderson's podcast. Okay, so. so Tuesdays you can catch it on Fox Sports One. Check your local listings. Um, I, I I I don't really know what kind of show this is. What they do, it seems very goofy. It's I, if I'm not mistaken, it's just like playful analysis. Okay, I, I guess. So they're talking about 
they're talking about they're, they're they're trying to they're trying to make kayfabe into real sports. Yeah. That's what Fox wants. Okay. Yes, yes. CM Punk comes out. He makes and now he's being advertised for the November nineteenth edition of Backstage. Again, backstage, uh, it's it's Renee Young and Booker T. I know Paige is a semi-regular or regular or whatever. I think Christian's one of them. And now CM Punk, from my understanding, is going to be a semi-regular. Uh, essentially, person. what this is is uh, a replacement of uh, Talking Smack. Okay, yeah. Because I know for the longest time, well, ever since Talking Smack got canceled, uh, Renee Young has been adamant because she never wanted Talking Smack to to end to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, that was one of the higher rated shows on the network as far as as original programming goes. Right. And Vince McMahon decided uh, no, he didn't want that to happen anymore. So it just went bye bye because he said so. Ratings didn't even matter, and that's what uh, it's Re- good business. Yeah, that's what Renee Young took uh, issue with. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, she's been advocating something similar to happen. And when the situation arose with uh, Fox Sports and them looking to uh, legitimize the kayfabe sport of professional wrestling, yeah. um, if I'm not mistaken, she had quite a bit of hand in, in pitching this idea. So this is kind of like her baby. And uh, you know what? There's, there's, there's a lot to be said about Renee Young. But I will give her this. Um, Talking Smack, when it was around, it was one of the very few things that, in original programming, that I liked to watch. Um, she was consistent. She made it a, a intriguing show, and uh, you know, and that's with with or without Booker T. So I don't watch backstage uh, right now. I have other stuff I do on Tuesdays, but. It's out there. It's out there for for the for the digesting. So have at it. Let us know what you think. Um, I gotta catch an episode here or there for sure. But it's nice to see CM Punk back. Um, I think people are. I think fans are have been so thirsty for him to come back to the point where this is just being over overly covered. You know. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I am also excited. I'm not a big CM Punk fan, but it's always nice to see. Yeah, every Tuesday <laughs> at 11 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Um, it's nice to see him back in some capacity. But uh, let's face it, I think a lot of those people that are, are excited that he's back think now, like now that he's around, that guess what? There's a chance. Like, they have their their foot in the door of trying to get him to wrestle again. And I don't think that's the case. I I really don't think that's the case. As much as people don't want to hear me say that, I think he's just done wrestling. Yeah. You know? Um, It's been reported multiple times. And, and again, you know, this is a lot of this is hearsay. A lot of this is observer. So you take that with a grain of salt. But CM Punk was offered contracts elsewhere. He was offered contracts. Uh, according to many sources, he had to sit down with Tony Khan himself, with AEW, and it just it offered a lot of money. Uh, it just it came down to the fact that he didn't want to wrestle anymore. And uh, you got to understand where he's at in his life. I mean, he's in his 40s now. He's 
been out of wrestling for five years. Yeah, uh, it's it's been it's been a long time. I know he's he's in great shape. You know, him and his wife are very healthy and active people. He's trained in MMA. You can say whatever you want to say about his performance in MMA. He's still trained for MMA. Still did that lifestyle. Um, I, I don't I don't fault him for this. I mean, some, a lot of people came to me and thinking that I, I was going to be upset by this. He's back in WWE. Whether it's officially WWE or not, it's it's a WWE product. Like, so he's not he's not employed by WWE. For those who think otherwise, you're you're wrong. He's, <laughs> you're wrong. He is not employed by WWE. He's in fact employed by Fox. Um, and this is all he's he's scheduled to do as of right now. It, it, we live in a world, and 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 I don't need to say this about my partner here, but we live in a world where it's never say never. It, it's we're never going to say that CM Punk is never going to go back and wrestle again. I don't even know if CM Punk could officially tell you that right now. You know, things <laughs> things things can happen. We, we we understand that, but I I don't I don't fault him for this. This was this is this is really, and I don't like being this guy because I hate these guys. When they talk about money, oh, it's a great business decision. It's a great business decision because who the fuck are they and who the fuck am I? But I, <laughs> but I will say this: this is this is a pretty easy one. This is a very good business decision for him because he's going to make a ton of money. I don't know what the 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 logistics are of of the contract, but he's going to make a shit ton of money. He's going to work a very light schedule, uh, and he still gets the credibility of, amongst the fans that want to see him. Yeah. So he's still active. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. You know, you get to, you. He, I don't. I'm assuming easily six-figure contract to to work one day a week. I, you know, it's not that's not too bad in, the, no. in, in a cushy studio in, in Los Angeles. I believe it's based in. So yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, could he have made a lot of money elsewhere? Absolutely. Could he make a lot of money in WWE wrestling? Absolutely. Just comes down to the fact that he doesn't really have have the want anymore. He doesn't have the itch. Some guys, you know, they they never lose that itch. Some guys will wrestle until they can't wrestle anymore because they love it, or if you know, some some guys because that's all they have. But then you got guys like CM Punk. Say what you want to say about him and his personality, and I and I'm not saying this because I'm I'm a CM Punk mark, but the, the man behind CM Punk, Phil Brooks, is very good with his money. Uh, and he doesn't need it. He doesn't need. I mean, he's not hurting for dough, but this is. But he's still gonna make a shit ton of money, doing very little work. Uh, I I don't. I'm not mad about it at all. I mean, I I can give two shits about backstage. I I don't really care to watch. Um, if I come across it on a Tuesday night, sure. If if it's on Hulu or something like that, I might I might pop it on and check it out. But other than that, I, I can give two fucks about it. I mean, if you're a fan of it, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. But uh, just two, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's more than enough. Um, that's more than what I give about fucking Raw on SmackDown these days. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, for those that that have come up to me and and thought I was gonna be butthurt about this, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but I'm not. I mean, I I, I halfway expected this to begin with, and. You know, it, it is what it is. I, I never thought I would see CM Punk in a wrestling ring again anyways. Um, and if it is for WWE, that's that's fine. I mean, you look at it too, the man 
he might think he has unfinished business in that ring. You know, maybe he finally gets that WrestleMania main event. Who knows? Um, certainly, if Ronda Rousey can get a main event, anybody should get a main event. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should just have one match at WrestleMania, so everybody gets a fucking main event now. Um, but yeah, that's it's not a big deal to me, and and you know, hats congrats to him. Uh, there's already <laughs> there's already talks now because and I I hate this too. I hate the fact that like you're married to somebody, so immediately they have to be a part of it. Oh yeah. So of course now AJ Lee is being thrown out there, and look, I again never say never, but she has also been very successful. She's I don't. I don't really uh, follow literature that much, but I know her book was extremely successful. Yeah. It still does very well. She does a lot of tours. Um, I don't even know if she even has time these days. Exactly. <laughs> to do stuff like that. You know, she's she's been very busy promoting that book. And I, I from my understanding, I think she's got another one on the way. So, uh, guys, just, just let them be. You know, some, some people <laughs> just want to be retired. Let them be retired. Uh, but yeah, hats off to CM Punk. He's back in WWE. You can catch him uh, on the November nineteenth edition of Backstage, as well as future episodes of Backstage. I don't know if he's going to be on there every week, but he will definitely be on there for the foreseeable future. Uh, sticking with WWE, um, we talked about it a few weeks ago. The controversy with ACH continues. Or, oh, does it? Or uh, Jordan Miles. Jordan and, Miles. Yeah. He, on November 13th, he officially came out uh, on his, uh, one of his social media accounts, and he is he has verbally stated that he has quit WWE. Wow. And that he, and I'm, this is in quotes, by the way, refuses to work for racists. Oh, okay. Um, as of this recording... WWE.com still has his uh, profile listed on, on, on the NXT roster. So nothing has been confirmed yet. Um, but uh, this has been going... Yeah, this has been something that's been talked about throughout social media, especially amongst the uh, the black community. Booker T has been very vocal on his disappointment regarding the situation and including uh, the situation with, with Jordan Miles or ACH. But let's let's call it. Let's say that he is. He's he's true what he says here. Okay. And that he has quit WWE. I, look, guys, it's not really that simple. You can't just walk out. <laughs> um, there's legalities. <laughs> Ask Luke Harper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just walk out. There's there's you know there's things you have to uh, worry about as far as the legal system is concerned. So. But let's say that he he did, he was released from his contract. Let's say that, okay? Sure. Clean slate. If you are a booker right now of, let's call it, Joe's major wrestling promotion, you're up there competing with AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, you have a chance to sign ACH given everything that happened. Are you? Do, do you sign him? I do. I do because uh, people are going to want to see him in some form or fashion. He's, he's an incredible talent. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's be honest. Uh, the WWE has always had some sort of 
consistent issues with, uh, you know, spots of racism here and there over the years, you know. No, not Vince McMahon. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, none of this surprises me. Um, but, yeah, I would sign him. I would sign him in a heartbeat. And, and you know, I am the type of guy where I'd be like, hey, I, you know, I'm not going to treat you, you know, I'm not a racist. <laughs> I'm not going to treat you as such. Um, I'm not going to make uh, horrible t-shirts about you. Yeah. Or your race or anything like that because, you know, I'm a smarter individual than that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I really do think they dropped the ball on this one. He didn't handle this very well, which, you know, I think that's kind of where your question stems from because he didn't. He didn't handle this well at all. Um, you know, he let his mouth get him into some shit, and I think Booker T's comments at the very beginning of all this, after he, after ACH's initial statements, are, are proof positive of that. But you uh, yeah if 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 anyone's booking him yeah it'd be me i'd book him in a heartbeat let me ask this question again to you but now let's say you have a jay lethal on your roster does that change anything does that change anything do you do you make that decision based off his talent do you make that? I mean, obviously you do, but just as talent. But do you, or do you, do you have to put Jay Lethal's feelings of the situation to perspective and upsetting a superstar potential or potentially? If any of you know me in any capacity, you will understand I am a very synergistic individual. I would hope that if I had already had Jay Lethal on my roster that I could sit down and talk to Lethal and be like, look, I know you guys have had your differences, but if we sign this guy, there's more money to be made and more fans to please and more merch to sell and better product to put out there. Because let's face it, everybody's going to want to see that now. ACH versus Jay Lethal. Yeah. We don't have to, we don't have to write racism into the storyline None of that shit. You could just... <laughs> the word racism could be in the room when that storyline is, is, is being played out. You don't have to mention it by name. The, the mere hint of it would be enough. Keep it vague, but you get that. You, you get that whole con- uh, concept of... Uh, Controversy creates cash. And I would be a dumb businessman to pass up such an opportunity. And again, I would book it tastefully. I wouldn't come on, but like, you know, I wouldn't have ACH cut promos on Jay Lethal calling him names and whatever. Sure. No, there's different ways to do it. And uh, again, I, I, to me, it's a no brainer. I, I would, and if Lethal's not okay with it, then we talk, but yeah, I would definitely put it out there, put the feelers out there. You 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 basically took everything right out of my own mouth because the same thing. I mean, obviously, the first thing is coming. First things first. Is he a worthy talent? The answer is absolutely yes. I mean, I, his performances, his his matches, his quality of matches, 
throughout his career speak for themselves. Man's an amazing talent. Uh, and could be, and when I say that, I mean like world cha- world champion esque talent that you have on your roster. Um, the other thing too, you again, you took it right out of my mouth again. The controversy creates cash. Having somebody like that on your roster is going to bring people to your door, bring people to your show. What are they going to do with this guy? They, they really, they the audacity that you sign somebody that is this much of a head case. The problem is sometimes for me, and this may be apples and oranges here, but just recently we had, uh, in, in the NFL, you had a tryout with Colin Kaepernick. He wants to come back and play football. The problem with, and, and he had, I'm not even talking about the situation of him changing venues for his tryout and all that stuff, but... The stuff that he, the interview that he gave after I was about to say promo, the, <laughs> the interview that he he gave afterwards showed uh, signs of a guy that really is still like his opinion has not changed, whether it's right or wrong, like it's the same thing. And you and now you have to, as an NFL team, you have to ask yourself, is that mentality something that I can handle on my my roster. Well, um, again, anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. We've had this situation with Desha- Deshaun Jackson. Yes. Uh, the first time he was on the team. Right. He became this big prima donna, and he just, it, it affected the team. So the natural thing to do is get rid of him. Yeah. Um, it's similar here. Antonio Brown situation. Yeah. It's similar here. You you have you have ACH, and yeah, if he comes in and, and he becomes that prima donna, mm-hmm. if he if he just comes in and continues to handle the situation in a very derogatory way, that that would be, you know, that would be the thing. You would have to you would have to sign them to some agreement to where it would be pretty easy to get rid of them. Yeah, that's the only thing. Well, see, and that's that's my that would be my concern because. You go back to the Jay Lethal situation, and I said it on episode 86, where a lot of the Jay Lethal attacking very much seemed like career jealousy. You know, I'm not going to repeat the stuff that that he he had said. I I said on episode 86, as far as that goes. Uh, But a very insensitive thing to say, to come out and say, especially to somebody who's not even working for the company that created the fucking t-shirt. Um... (laughs) And then to attack him like that, you know, it, it, it very much seemed like, well, he only got this because he's, you know, what he said. And it's it's wrong. It's a, that's, it's, it's a very ignorant statement to say. And because of that, as a booker, what I would fear is, okay, if we don't give ACH a belt or a legit run right away, are we racist now too? Or is he going to cause shenanigans on our roster and... Go on Twitter and, and fucking again. It's it's all how you book it. It's all, I, it's all how you handle and, people. And you I know? And, and I get that, but there's certain things that you can't control. You can't control how they react to it outside of your business. So you you, you kind of sit. You kind of said it perfectly. Is the loophole is you know if if you're gonna act like a fucking idiot, then we're gonna cut you. Yeah. You know. I mean. So like that's that's a concern and, and, and just making sure that you have that 
in your system because if not, you put yourself at risk to to have this head case. Well, that's working that's, for your company. That is again. the beauty of social media. Uh, one one of the one of the few things I like about social media, um, you have um, when Sammy Callahan got fired from MLW. Yes, MLW came out on social media. The head of MLW and posted about it and was completely transparent about what happened, why he let him go, mm-hmm. everything. And Sammy Callahan never really rebutted to the level people thought he was going to, to, to rebut. So I would handle it that way. But, but again, I would also book it very smart. It wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be right away. Right, you know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't have uh, ACH just show up and then immediately uh, start shit with Jay Lethal. You know, for my money, I would book it something something akin to what we talked about uh, ages ago on an older episode about booking the Undertaker. Yeah, you know, you want Undertaker to be um, relevant again and and um, just have a, a, some meat to his storyline. I would do the same thing with with ACH. I would have him show up. He wouldn't wrestle. He would just be in the building. He wouldn't even have to have him talk. Just have him there. Have him there watching a Jay Lethal match. And then have him just, again, don't talk. And then have him leave. Let him watch a little bit. Have him leave. Keep that going for you know a few weeks, maybe a month, and then finally it gets to lethal. It, it's it's almost the uh, the old Edgar Allan Poe telltale heart. You know the he- the the hideous beating of that heart would finally get to Jay Lethal, and it would drive him nuts to the point where Jay Lethal is the one. Hey, I want to know what the fuck you're doing here. We need to talk. And let it build slowly. You know, not every... I, I understand we live in the society where everything is instant, on demand. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Guess what, guys? Stories don't always have to be that way. Oh, si- situations in life don't always have to be that way. It's how you want to handle it. And that's how I would. You know, as far as this publicity goes, you know, Joe does not have his own wrestling company, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So as far as the major companies go, you know, if 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 I'm Ring of Honor, I'm frowning at the mouth to to do business with ACH again. Yeah, but you would need that publicity. But again, you if you bring them in, you you handle them with kid gloves. Mm -hmm. You, You have no choice. And and it could either work out really well or it could sputter out immediately. If if they do sign him, and again, this is all assuming that ACH told the truth that he is legit and no longer work for WWE and he's able to appear on TV. Sure. If Ring of Honor, uh, if Ring of Honor does sign him, or at least does business with him, would you would you start that at final battle? No. Not even appearance? Nope. Not even have him show up? Nope. I wouldn't. Okay. Fair enough. Final, final battle happens. Let it be. And then um, after that, whatever they got going on next after that. That would be center stage in January. Okay. So you would look... Or fallout. Of, uh, actually, there's a there's a fallout of final battle 
Like two days afterwards. So there you go. I would start at that fallout, and again, have him come out. Don't say shit. He comes out when Lethal's out there. Make make sure Lethal's in a match, not mm-hmm. just cutting a promo. Yeah. And you have him come out, and he just observes for a little while, and then he leaves. And there you go. You've sparked that fire. You've got you've got the flame lit. Now you got to let it burn a little bit, you know? Yeah. And that's what I would do. And this would be huge for Ring of Honor because, in transition a little bit here, uh, December 13th, they had their pay-per-view, Final Battle, UMBC Event Center in Baltimore, Maryland. Final Battle, because Ring of Honor does a lot of one-year contracts. Yeah. And for some of these guys, this might be their last night with the company. Uh, Especially after uh, yeah, Joey Mercury thanks, uh, thanks, divulged Joe. some of that shit. Um, quick rundown of what the card so far as of this recording. Uh, you have uh, Matt Taven versus, it says here Vinny Marseglia, but he's actually now going under the name Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Um, I just think That's of... That's a horrible moniker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I think we all think of the same same person when we hear the word Vincent. Uh, 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 you have Mark Haskins versus Bully Ray, who I forgot what the yeah, company is fi- Finally coming to a head, this... Yeah. this uh, the situation. Yeah, that's happening in a street fight. Uh, title matches. Briscoe's defending the tag titles against the team of Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Uh, Shane Taylor defending the TV title against Dragon Lee. Wow. And Roosh defending the, the world championship against PCO. Um, obviously, no Marsh Girl was announced for this card yet. Um, His contract officially expires November 30th. So November 30th it expires, so he probably not going to be at the show. Probably not going to be so at the show. his Ring of Honor days are pretty much done. Because remember, there is no TV tapings anymore. Nope. The TV show is still happening, but it's it's just clips now of the pay-per-views or the fallouts or the other live events that they're doing. Um, Mark Haskins, Shane Taylor... This is it for them? Bandito. Bandito's not even on the card yet. Well, he's injured. Oh, he's injured. Okay. So he's, like, he's, his, according to Joey Mercury, his contract is up at the end of the year, and uh, he's hurt right now, so it's not even a, <laughs> it's, he's just sitting at home. He, he's not doing anything but being hurt. But, like, what happens now? Yeah. Do they just let him go and continue to be hurt? Do they, do they wait on him and sign him and keep him? Yeah. You know? Um, you know, you know what, Shane Taylor. I don't know. I don't know how he got away with what he got away with mm-hmm. so far. Kudos to him for somehow managing to get Ring of Honor uh, in in such a precarious position to where he pretty much is like fuck the company. But guess what? You can't. You can't get rid of me. I can denounce you, but you can't get get rid of me because I have your television title. Um, but now you've got him against Dragon Lee, and, and let's face it: if if things are going to go the way Joey Mercury has stated, you're probably betting on Dragon Lee winning that title. And then guess what? Shane Taylor has no 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 bargaining chips left. Mm-hmm. So for my money, I think Shane Taylor is done with the company. I, I think because of the shenanigans he pulled, yeah, 
I think he's done with the company. Where does a guy like Shane Taylor go? First of all, before you answer that question, in case you didn't know, SmackDown's on Fox, but if you forgot, it's on their fucking (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. So in case you didn't know, SmackDown's on Fox. I'm surprised the NXT guys don't have USA on the back of their (laughs) t-shirts. Jesus. Oh my god! I mean, it's as plain as the, the logo for Fox is bigger than the logo for SmackDown. That's crazy, man. That's some shit. Um, go back to our conversation. Where does a guy like Shane Taylor end up then? If, that, if that's the case, because Ring of Honor seemed like a good fit for him. I I think he was doing well, even with the bullshit. I think he was doing well, and he just got a, he started a new new stable. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know. I don't know where Shane Taylor goes. I don't think there's enough hype around him, or at least the right kind of hype around him for to go for him to go to a WWE. Um, I would say if anywhere right now, probably the NWA. But I don't know how long he would last there. Yeah, I really don't know. I, you know, you've you've got people who are kind of of the same vein uh, in. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Homicide, mm-hmm. but those guys, those guys do that persona really well. And let's face it, they're they're better established names than Shane Taylor. So, but yeah, I'd say if anywhere, probably NWA. Otherwise, he's he's in the Indies. He's he gets I, lost in the Indies. I system. see. I see him going to the Indies. Uh, I think if, if, if any if any of the major companies. Besides NWA, potentially an MLW. I don't know, man. I, I for whatever reason, I just can't see him in MLW. They they seem to they seem to sign a lot of talent. That uh, it's like the it's like you're, and I don't I don't say this as a derogatory thing by any means. I love MLW and I think they're they're quickly on the rise. Uh, I I think by this time next year, we're definitely looking at the number three company here in the states uh, in MLW. But uh, they seem to be like that last stop right now before you go into purgatory, indie <laughs> purgatory, you know. But um, I mean, hey, if they can pick them up and do something with them, great. But I, me personally, I just I, I don't have the vision for them. Yeah, no, I I I I, I agree with that. Uh, Mark Haskins, um, where does he end up? I mean, I, I've, I mean, he's he's UK based. Does he go back there? Does he, does he stay out here? Does he sign with WWE and go to the the NXT UK brand? I mean, where's where where does he where's a guy like Mark Haskins? I really go? like Mark Haskins. I think uh, as as prevalent as he is and was in Ring of Honor, take a shoe off. <laughs> there's there's still a whole lot that be, that can be done with Mark Haskins. Yeah, absolutely. And if Ring of Honor decides to pass up on him, then I think. Good Lord, Keith Lee. I think he should end up signing with NXT UK. Yeah. I think he would fit really well there. And it sucks because I'm an NWA guy, man. I want mm. like I want everybody to come to NWA right sure, now. Sure, sure. But I know, I know not everybody works best in that environment. So, you're asking the booker and me? Yeah, I think he ends up in NXT. I mean... Yeah, NXT UK. NXT yeah. UK, Sorry. and you know it's a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of talent that he's worked with in the past. He'd probably be the most comfortable yeah. back there, and he'd be closer to home. Uh, Bandito. 
Where do you see a guy like Bandito going? If if he if he's healthy, of course, and if he doesn't resign with Ring of Honor. Well, you know, he had a great stint in uh, in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I understand that it was it was under the Ring of Honor moniker, but it's it's not it's not out of out of reach for him to do that again. To, to go and, and be part of NJPW, whether it be part-time, full-time, whatever. Yeah. But uh, let's face it, if he if he doesn't uh, entertain any other U.S. companies, um, he'll probably end up back in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I think that's a pretty safe bet. If NJPW plays their cards right, you know, they got all these, these other dojos opening up. I would sign, I would sign Bandito in a heartbeat, and and just have him either train for the time being until they get uh, more stateside shows up, mm-hmm. or, or or something because he's a hell of a talent, man, and he's young, and I know he's hurt right now, but dude, I love watching Bandito. I look at a guy like Bandito, and I just it, it baffles me to how he doesn't have federations just lined up offering him him deals. I'm talking everybody. I mean, he's a guy that I could see... He would be awesome in MLW. MLW. I could see him, and, and you may disagree with this, but he's that kind of talent where you you can alter him to, to an AEW standard, to an NXT standard. Well, I mean, he's already done shows with those guys. Yeah. Like, it's not... Again, there's another one that's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. And he, he's that he's that caliber of a talent, and... I would, I would, I would love to see that. And there's, there's a laundry list of guys that I could see him in the ring with, but it's, it's, it's just, it baffles me. It, it baffles me so much. You got a guy like Bandito. How do you not keep him? And, it, and, and by dropping these, these levels of talent, and I'll throw Marty Scurll in there too, even though that's probably not their fault. He's, <laughs> yeah, he, he was destined to leave anyways. But you know, what does that leave for a Flip Gordon? You know, what does that leave for, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're dropping all this talent, where does that leave for a guy like Roosh, your current champion? You know, to, I mean, you, keep are, him. you already got him going up against PCO. And I get it. They're pushing PCO hard and, yeah. and the whole Frankenstein or whatever. And fine. That's fine. Uh, great. You've committed to that story and that persona. Mm-hmm. Have at it. But once that match happens with Roosh, no more. Please, no more title t- title shots for PCO. Um, Are you saying there's no chance he wins the title? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he wins the title against Roosh. I think I think Roosh just. Uh, I think this happens. It happens quick, and Roosh retains the title. And let's face it, f- for my money anyway, everything important with that title bout will actually happen on the fallout the night after with okay. Roosh. Call me crazy. So the next, his next opponent will be decided yeah. at, at the fallout. Or the, or the next big Roosh move, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not uh, I'm not a big fan of this, this PCO thing. What What is this? Oh, okay. That, there's a thing called Dawn of the Attitude. I don't know what it is. Probably another Attitude Era documentary. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, it's only 52 minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just the 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 cover looked really stupid. 
Oh, I see Renee Young. I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you about Renee Young, and and she she has her niche with what she's doing. Yeah. Stay the hell away from a commentary table, because she was one of the worst. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's only partially her fault. Okay, that's fair. So. I, I mean, I'm I'm not a fucking Renee Young, Mark. Sure, I'm just sure, saying. Sure. I was uh, <laughs> a little worried there. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? It's a good time for us. I'm, we're gonna do the episode of Raw is over. It's a good time to take a break. I'm gonna peruse the WWE Network to see what I can find and turn on from the background. I only got one TV going today, um, so we're gonna take a quick break, pay some bills, and uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. Thanks again for hanging in there with us, folks, while we paid some bills. Um, as always, thank you for visiting our sponsors. If I'm not mistaken, this episode is going to air right before Black Friday. Uh, please. Do your Black Friday shopping with us, especially over at Amazon, 20x20crew.com, slash podcast, slash Amazon, for all your Black Friday needs. You know, you, uh, Matt and myself, you know, we love the lightning deals and uh, all kinds of cool shit. And uh, you can even pick up a Prime membership if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it will not cost you anything extra, but you will be supporting the 20 by 20 ring crew as long as you go to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. You and I, before the break, were talking about uh, a little bit of fantasy booking concerning the likes of ACH, yeah, a.k.a. Jordan Miles over there in NXT, and, uh, well, maybe not for long. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of fantasy booking, uh, we have a tournament that's going on uh, in, in, in the spirit of... Uh, AEW's tag team tournament to crown their inaugural champs, uh, which ended up being SCU. Congrats, guys. Um, But now we're also in the midst of NJPW's World Tag League 2019. And um, kind of in the the same vein here, we, we are doing our own tag team tournament. But this one is completely fantasy, and it is all about brother tag teams whether they be kayfabe or real brothers uh they are going to be a part of our inaugural good brothers tournament and uh you and i have picked some some uh (laughs) interesting matches and again folks all of the matchups that we're talking about were done at random with the um with the thanks to uh random.org and their random number generator so uh, with that all being said, uh, we're going to start cracking out results from the first round. So if you don't have your brackets, um, you can visit 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash good bros. That's all one word. And you can download your brackets. And again, please fill fill out your, your blank brackets. And uh, we'd love to hear what you, uh, you fantasy book. Absolutely. All right, so you and I, uh, we're, we're just going to pick some matchups at random. We're not going to cover the entire first round because... Right. We are dealing with 32 teams, but um, we're going to talk about a few first-round matches here tonight, and uh, we're going to go with the first one. Uh, you chose the Godwins versus the Young Bucks. <laughs> right off the bat. 
I laughed at this one the moment it got picked. Um, mm-hmm. Originally, not just you know for for tonight's episode, but um, wow, what what a just what a, a clash of styles. First of all, and uh, you man, you want to talk about night and day? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no other better way to put it for me, man. These completely opposite teams. Um, I just see the young bucks running circles around the Godwins. But it's one of those things where, you know, both of the Godwins, those are seasoned veterans. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like the, uh, they're like the, the studio musicians, uh, in the music business, man. Like they know their shit and, and you, you if they get a hold of you, man, you're in trouble. So, um, I think out of everything for me, that's what makes this match the least bit interesting. Because if you don't have that, I don't think you have anything in this match. Yeah, the, the Godwins, is, it's it's one of those very gimmicky tag teams. Very much a la 19, mid-1990s uh, wrestling where everybody had a fucking gimmick. Everybody, yeah. everybody had some kind of weird gimmick. Uh, Henry O. Godwin, uh, which is uh, Mark Canterbury, and then Phineas I. Godwin, which is Dennis Knight. Solid workers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They just, they had a, just again, weird, weird gimmick for a while where they're hillbillies. (laughs) But they're technically brothers one day, cousins the next. Just really depended. Um, as far as what I'm basing it off of, I, 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 because they're the Godwins, I have to base it off the Godwins. And for me, the Godwins were never a tag team that uh, that would stand out in today's market. Gimmick aside, right. wrestling-wise, wouldn't stand out in today's market. Uh, to me, the Young Bucks, this is... This is a kind of a very easy, this is a very easy pick for me. The Young Bucks just they they would run circles like you said around yeah, around these would. guys. Even even though you know these guys you know the, the the men behind the Godwins, legit workers, good tag team. They just it just doesn't work. They're they're very much one style. It's a very gimmicky style. Something that would be easily picked apart. By tag teams, by by two tag teams that's that's seen it all. They work junior heavyweights. They worked heavyweights. They've seen it all. They've been in the ring with it all. Easily, hands down, Matt and Nick Jackson go on to the. I agree. I think the only the only uh, the only other thing I would like to add is, I think the only way the Godwins get one over here is if they go into business for themselves and like legit try to shoot on on the Bucks. They're a lot bigger. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That would that would that would be that would work. Um, that'd be the only way though. Yeah, but then we're talking DQ, so yeah, they're gone. Yeah, you can't get past us. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the the new era of Von Erichs. Or, or if you're looking at the brackets that we posted, it's Von Erich's number two. Marshall v- and Ross. Version two, yes. Marshall and Ross. The current MLW Tag Team, team Champions. Champions, yeah. Congrats, guys. Uh, taking on the original Hardy Brothers. I love this match. Yeah. I love this match. This is great. This is... Uh, 
Matt, 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 and Jeff. Obviously, when when it comes to tag teams, they, these we've seen them grow throughout their wrestling career and see what they've become. Marshall and Ross, we're we're getting to see that now. Um, what I love about Marshall and Ross is that they have that old school vibe because they are Von Erichs. They're trained by their father, but they also bring that new school mentality as well. And it's it's very, it's it's it's. If this makes any sense, it's orthodox meets unorthodox. If they had a baby, and that's what you get out of their, out of their style. The Hardys kind of were doing that in their era as well. They brought something different, especially to WWE at that time, that wasn't being seen before. Right. And it took years for them to be taken seriously, but they were they were changing the game before the game was ever changed. Um it's very it's very compelling. I mean, this is this is a very tough match to for me to, to me to take. Um, I as good as 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 Ross Ross and Marshall are, and and they will be. I, I'm I'm leaning towards the experience here right now in the Hardys. Um, if if we're talking Hardys in their prime, I see them being a, a more cohesive unit. They've see, they've seen it all. They're they're more war torn, and. You also have that clash of style too, because people tend to forget how good of a wrestler, in-ring wrestler Matt Hardy is, especially. So you have that on top of Jeff Hardy's unorthodox style. I, I think, I think they get the edge. Yeah, it makes over oh, the Von Oh, Erics. I get it, edge. No, no, that's terrible. <laughs> no, we can't that's, say that. I'm going to hell for that. <laughs> that's a bad word if it comes to Matt Hardy. <laughs> Um, I think all is forgiven now. So I, if I think, well, you know. yeah, sure, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, not with me. I'm I'm not a fan of infidelity. So oh no, no, yeah, not, yeah. neither am I. But uh, yeah, That's neither Edge, here nor Edge there, can though. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know what? I agree with you on this one too. Yeah, uh, Hardy's they just. They seem more cohesive, yeah, uh, in their prime. And and I'm not trying to take anything away from from the new Von Erics, um, but you can tell you can tell they still have some growing to do, and they don't look as put together. They don't gel as well as the Hardys used to do, or or the or the Hardys do. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's also youth. Yeah, right yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, I love where they're growing. But yeah, yeah. For me, I think the Hardys take this one as well. If you put this in, let's say, March Madness perspective, in, in basketball terms, this is like comes down to the wire. But that experience goes with the final and one and the free throw made. Sure, yeah. You know, it, it's that close though. Like this is nothing to hang your hats on when it comes to the Von Erichs. The next time we do a tournament of this nature and the Von Erichs are in it, Ross and Marshall. We get more out of them. We see more out of them. This, this is a tag team that definitely could run a table someday if they continue on this path. Yeah. But for 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 my money right now, where they're at as a tag team against the Hardys, this is a very tough opponent too. And the Hardys in the first round, had they gotten the Godwins, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe maybe they'd be seeing more another match, but so far the Godwins are like the fucking pushover of the brackets, man. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean to the Godwins, but you know it is what it is. But yeah, for for our money at the twenty by twenty ring crew, Hardys take uh, take this match. All right, coming up next, uh, you know what? I'm gonna leave that last one for last. Uh, okay. So coming up next, we're going to do the Usos. Yes. Against the Brothers of Destruction. 
The Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> Again, uh, a clash of styles. Yes. Um, and, you know, we're talking about... It was a big deal to me when when Kane and Taker got together. I mean, that mm-hmm. was... That was one of those, like, dream tag teams you, you always wanted to book. And it, it all of a sudden it came to fruition and they won belts and the whole nine. And you're like, God damn. Like, this... They could do this forever. They could yeah. go on like this forever as long as they stay healthy. That it was to me. That was one of those teams. Yeah. Much like uh, you know, like Austin and, and Foley. Like I never thought mm-hmm. that was was going to work out as great as it did. And holy shit, I was surprised. But uh, getting back to Brothers of Destruction, man. Um. They're not even real brothers, but but the like man, they gelled really well. Yeah, but but you know you take away the gimmicks and mm-hmm. you've you've got, you know you've got Mark, and you've got um, Glenn and Glenn. Yeah, and they're both obviously legendary workers in their own right. Yeah, especially as big men, which you know in professional wrestling shouldn't be a hard thing to do, but when you're that big, yeah, it can be. It can definitely be a challenge sometimes. I mean, look at Big Show over the years. Yeah, absolutely. But, but shit, uh, man, take my money, Brothers of Destruction. That's what I'm. That's what I'm picking, man. I don't think the, I don't think the Usos are quick enough or smart enough or, or have enough experience, unfortunately, to, to beat the Brothers of Destruction. I'm hearing uh, there's a recent documentary that came out about Undertaker and Kane. Or actually, sorry, it was actually more about Kane's debut in WWE. Okay. Also talking about the, the first Hell in a Cell. That's gotta be Kane! Yeah, yeah no shit, Vince. <laughs> yeah. You fucking created him. <laughs> um, but the, but here, the here Undertaker, again, he does this show um, over the telephone, and he's it's it's real. It's, it's Mark Calloway talking. And to hear him talk about working with, with Kane or Glenn Jacobs, I mean, he had nothing but good things to say about him, and it was. They even briefly talked about the tag team, and just how how well they meshed and how good it felt that they meshed that well. Um, the Usos, Jay and Jimmy Uso, I, I I've always hated their gimmick, but I love their work inside the ring. They 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 know how to adapt. Here's the thing: they're one of those they're one of those teams. That adapt to their opponents. Yeah, and nope. and that's not always a good thing. No, it's not. You know, you've I don't know if it was for the Usos, but you brought up the the Bulls of of, of the Michael Jordan era playing. Yeah, playing no, to yeah, their opponent. yeah. That was the first time I like that concept like hit me in the face. Yeah, watching the championship Bulls. Yeah, you you had this. That was the year they were going for the the best overall record for for the season. Right. And, uh, you know, every game, it was just, like, so much hype around it. But you, they would play, like, the shittiest team in the league, and they would play like shit. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. You should guys, be a slaughter. You, yeah, this should be, like, 105 to, to 30, but it's not. <laughs> it's, like, down to the wire. And you're like, why is that? Yeah. It's the same thing with, with the Usos. And and uh, I, I don't know what it is, but that's that's how they are. If the other team brings it, they bring it, yeah, and, and it's it's for me, it's a pleasant surprise, especially in the WWE where 
it seems like we can't keep fucking consistent tag teams. Sure. For one reason or another. But, uh, man, like, I still want to see the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. You know? I still want to see shit like that. I still want to see them go up against talent that's going to push them. Yeah. So, you know, applying that concept to this fantasy match, don't get me wrong, the Usos are going to bring it. But I still don't think it's enough. I I, I agree. I I agree. And this was one that I, I brought up because... For me, it's it's super close. It's it's extremely close. Uh, the Usos, again, they say what you want about the gimmick. I don't, I don't like it, but they are such a they're very much a legit tag team. You're talking of their current gimmick. All their gimmicks. like the day one ish. But the day one ish is annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is with the Samoan wrestlers minus the Rock. Yeah. Um. And, well, minus the Rock and. Um, why am I having a brain fart? Don't get old, folks. <laughs> um, 88 years old, man. Yeah, 88. Um, <laughs> the fucking, the big dog. Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Uh, with the exception of them two, and then like all the old school Simones. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is about the Usos and like Rikishi, but like, I don't know why they, they feel the need to be like gangsters. Yeah. You know, like thugs or whatever. Like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. But anyway. It's, yeah, I, I agree. It, it is. It's fucking annoying. But also, I agree with you about their, like, their original gimmick where they're just, like, island boys. Yeah. Like, that shit's old. Like, how fucking stereotypical is that shit, Vince? Yeah. Why, why can't they just be regular guys and just happen to be Samoan? Right? <laughs> you know? It's like the Mexicans, you know, wearing a fucking sombrero all the fucking time. Anyways. So, yeah. You know, Pinatas. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've we've talked about this enough on the, on this show, um, but yeah, the the Usos are, are I, I love their I love the tag team. To me, they had one of the best rivalries in 2018 against of all fucking teams, the New the Day. The New Day, you know, Man, those were some great fucking <laughs> matches, dude. And it just it it, it it baffles me why this team isn't better. The Undertaker and Kane will bring that out of them because, and with all due respect to Glenn Jacobs, because of the Undertaker. The yeah. Undertaker brings the best out of everybody. There's a reason why he has survived wrestling for as long as he has. Not just because the gimmick. The gimmick's a big part of it, sure. The stigma. The the the, the he's an enigma. But behind all that, Mark Calloway is a phenomenal in ring worker. Absolutely. And he was the, he'd be the first one to call you on your bullshit. If you don't bring your A game in that ring, and if the Usos don't get a fucking bring their A game in the ring, they're getting fucking stiff shots all fucking match, yep. and they're being shown that uh, Undertaker doesn't really appreciate their their lack of effort. So they're gonna bring it. They're gonna very much bring it. If we're going based off of tag teams, Usos, in my opinion, and really should be anyone's opinion, are, are more co- are more are a more co- cohesive unit because they're fucking twin brothers. But for my money, I agree with you, Joe, because Undertaker and Kane are very, very good, have been very successful as, as singles wrestlers. And more importantly, they found a way to take that success as, as single wrestlers and mesh in a way that most others can't as a tag team. And it's unfortunate that WWE didn't push it as hard as, as it could have because this could have been a better way to keep longevity and both those guys than what they actually did. 
and keeping them actually legit forces in, in the company. Uh, so for my money, as good as the Usos are going to bring it, and this is going to be... It's not a fucking blowout match because I get there's a size advantage and all that shit. That's fine. But the Usos, as good as they are, Undertaker and Kane are just a little bit better because they are better ring generals than the Usos are. Very good point. Um, it makes me think of what's going on right now in New Japan with World Tag League. Yeah. Again, if you guys don't have a subscription, please, eight or nine bucks a month will get you... Uh, a subscription to New Japan Pro Wrestling World, uh, their streaming official streaming service, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. You get 30 days for free. If you sign up now, pretty sure that will entail the entirety of the World Tag League Tournament. Um, but going on right now over there, you've got Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, who are members of the same stable, but have never really tagged together, at least right. not as a, a legit two-man tag team. Right. And I know you haven't watched the shows yet, not but yet, no. wait till you watch these dudes in action. Oh, my God. They gel so fucking well. I'm sitting there shocked. I'm like, man, these guys might run the fucking table this year. That's how good no they shit. were. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited. Uh, but, yeah. I agree. Brothers of Destruction, take this one over the Usos. So sorry. For me, this was a hard one. It was. Because you know? the Usos, for a lot of people, they, they get tired of the gimmick. They get tired. They, they don't look at them as legit players. The Usos, for me, when we booked this, I'm thinking to myself, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah. I know they're for one and done, but it just so happened that Kane and the Undertaker, and it's not because of size. It's not a size thing. It's just... Yeah, no, it would... I would say it would... If 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 it were a size thing, that would be that would only be considered if Kane and Undertaker were like one dimensional. Yeah. Like the, your typical big guy. But dude, they wrestle like they're little guys. Yeah. They're, you know, they're fucking doing shit off the top rope, mm-hmm. walking the ropes, yeah. Flying over the top rope. You know, yeah, no, there's uh, there's no way. And not many people can call a match better than, than Mark Calloway can. And that's Anybody who's ever been in the ring with the Undertaker would tell you that it's it's not the the stigma, it's not the the enigma that he is that has created his longevity. It's the fact that he's that damn good in that ring. Yeah. Um. And and that's that's a big part to the Bros of Destruction success. And that and on top of that, Kane is very good in his own in his own in his own way too. He's not as good as the Undertaker, but he's definitely compliments him very well. He's big as shit. He's super strong. And he also does things that big guys generally don't do as well. He's a tough, a tough guy to beat, and that, that that's the Bozo Destruction. It's not just some gimmick tag team that we threw in here. This this is a legit team. Our last match for uh, for this episode, anyway, we're going to man, we're going to cut to the chase and get this one out of the way. I'm excited though. It's a good way to. This is a good main event for for this portion. <laughs> here we go. You have. Harlem Heat against the Bullet Club's own Gorilla of Destiny, Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga, and, and uh, Tonga Loa. Versus Booker T and Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray, man. Ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, first of all, take my money. Yeah, oh yeah. Any day of the week, take my money. Um, Holy shit! Uh, when this one got picked, I, yeah, I, I, I'm right now. I'm still having a hard time because I know what I want to say, but 
God damn, it's hard. It's so hard. Um, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar, Harlem Heat, uh, multi-time WCW Tag Team Champions. Um, I believe Booker T had more single success than than his brother, but uh, oh, without a doubt. But it, it didn't change the dynamic of the team when they got back together. Um, they were still super cohesive. Um, always a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, Hall of Famers now. Mm-hmm. So, um, ten-time World Tag Team Champions in WCW. Yeah, that's uh, that is something completely hard to argue with. Three times in GWF. One time in the row, which not, <laughs> I mean, that's Booker, Booker T being the, the Booker there. No pun intended. Uh, but you've got them going up against. Two guys who, first of all, uh, are Samoan. Yeah. And, um, again, they have that that gangster-esque mentality. Although theirs is, theirs is a little more uh, cohesive because um, they're part of a, a gangster-ish They're bad guys. Faction. Yeah, they're bad guys. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're heel to the core. Um. But man, are they good at it? They are damn good at it. And uh, what kills me about about this team, Gorillas of Destiny, you don't get very ma- many matches with them as singles. But if you watch a Gorillas of Destiny match, it it really is. It really looks like you have two singles guys in there that just do the job so damn well that they function as a tag team. I've always gotten that that vibe from them. I want them to take it as a compliment. I want everybody to take that as a compliment. Um, you don't have that with Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat, when you look at them as singles wrestlers, it's like Booker T and then Stevie Ray, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He's wrestling Vincent in the mid-card or some shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he was NWO's B team. Yeah. Uh, if that. So. Yeah. But, um... By the way, G.O.D., five-time IWGP Tag Team Champions. That's current... Yes. And then, of course, they're, they're still as the ROH World Tag Team Champions. This doesn't sound like as much, but, I mean, it's, it's obviously a very five, big deal. Five times in Japan, in Japan is, is, a big is, deal. is a big deal. Yeah. It is like ten times. You know, three times, never open with six-man tag team champions as well, which with the third tag team partner as well. Sure. But, yeah, um, two very established tag teams. And you made a very good point. I mean, you have two... Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa are two guys that are legit singles guys if they wanted to be. They just never had. They never did. Um, where, where Harlem Heat is is Booker T with his brother Steve Ray. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful because as a tag team, Stevie Ray is a legit is a legit player in all this. Yeah, yeah. He's not just riding the coattails of Booker T. He was as legit as Booker T when they were when they were Harlem Heat. Absolutely. It's just when they went separate ways, he didn't really have the success uh, as Booker. So it's it. Oh man, this is a tough one. This is a really really fucking tough one. I I have my pick. I'm I'm curious to see. What, oh, I'm gonna let you go. The first. last thing I'll say is the other thing that kind of put my pick over the other. Okay. Is uh, you have you if you continue to break the teams down and like reconstruct them, I think it just lends to the strength of the team. With that being said, 
if you add a partner to Harlem Heat, do they gel very well with other people? No, they, they don't. Um, they're just Harlem Heat plus one. And that is something that you cannot say about the Gorillas of Destiny. Now, whether that's because they're part of Bullet Club or they're, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an, a normal everyday thing to wrestle preview matches, tag matches in New Japan, whatever the case may be, Gorillas of Destiny do it well. You can throw them in there with just about anybody and they will adapt to the situation and they still seem so fluid and that's kind of what put me over the edge here and I now have my pick and it's the Gorillas of Destiny. As tough as that is for me to say, I picked the Gorillas of Destiny. Harlem Heat was the first tag team they're the tag team that got me into wrestling. Booker T, for those who don't know, huge part of me becoming a wrestling fan to begin with. Uh, Harlem Heat was was my first love, and they tell you when you when you talk about sports or in this case wrestling, you have to put your heart aside and go with what you feel in your gut and your mind. For me, as great as Harlem Heat is as a tag team or was as a tag team, there's no doubt about it, they're legendary. But here's here's what got me over to to add on to what you said. As good as Harlem Heat was, where they become stagnant was the level of competition that they had. That's a good point, yeah. They didn't travel the world the way that G.O.D. has. G.O.D. has fought them all in... New Japan, Ring of Honor, as well as other companies CMLL. out there, CMLL. They are very well traveled, and they've they, they've done it all. Not only that, but this era too. At this point, where you see multiple levels of of competition style, where you know you have strong style, you have lucha libre, you have. Whatever you want to call the Briscoe Brothers. <laughs> a team that we'll talk about in a later episode, of course. Sandy Point style, I guess. Sandy Fork style. You you, you have you have this you know, you, you mentioned the adapting to partners and, and, and all that, which is great, but you also have the adapting to styles of wrestling and the Bris excuse me. G O D has seen the likes of a Harlem Heat. I don't know if the Harlem Heat has ever seen the likes of a G.O.D. And for me, that's why I'm going with the Grills of Destiny as well. Uh, they're just more well-traveled at this point. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a shame. Especially when you had, uh, you know, WCW had the partnership with New Japan back yeah. in the day. Could have very easily had Harlem Heat travel over there. Or just have more Japanese opponents in WCW. Or actually treat them right, you know? <laughs> yeah, Not actually have them, treat yeah. them right. But, guys... This Such a foreign concept. You, 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 <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but isn't that the reason... Like, I, So we end the show with something that we preach on the show all the time. Trading talent is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Because just like anything in life, experience is hard to beat. If you have experience over somebody else, you tend to be better than them. And, and for this case, as good as Harlem Heat is, they're one of the, the best tag teams that ever laced up a pair of boots. And I will always love them because they were my first favorite tag team. 
the girls of destiny just they just seen it all they've seen it all and and in this case that that's going to benefit them and and take them on to the second round and that is tough that was, that was probably the hardest first round for me yeah for the first round match i should say not saying that they're all going to be easy we got some other doozies here <laughs> coming up but yeah that was that was tough it's always tough to, to eliminate a team that, or, or anything, anybody that you that you love too. You know, that's why I'm not very good at gambling. So <laughs> those damn giants. <laughs> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the show this week. Um, again, we're available on social media. Facebook.com/slash20x20crew is our official Facebook page. Uh, if you want to come talk to Matt and I, we are available on Facebook in our official Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Uh, we'll get you to talk to Matt and I live and in the flesh on Facebook. Uh, we're available on Twitter. Come hate tweet us at twitter.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, we're also available on Instagram, instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, this content is also a part of our, our YouTube exclusive in the following contest where we fantasy book matches uh, of all kinds, shapes, sizes, and colors that Matt and I would like to see. Um, and that is YouTube exclusive. You can head on over to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube and it will take you directly to our YouTube channel. Please, ladies and gentlemen, hit that subscribe button. We always like to see the bell getting rang and uh, help support the show. And uh, as always, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, where you can find all of our past archived episodes, uh, merchandise, and uh, anything else you you would want from us. A kidney, um, <laughs> you know, a toe. It'll cost you. Yeah, it'll cost you. Uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh I want to take time out. Wish everybody a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Happy uh, birthday, Grandpa. I love you. I miss you. Uh, happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Yes, happy birthday, yeah. Mickey Mouse. 91. Happy birthday, to again, to my partner, Joe. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and it's, it's hell being 89. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you know, shouts out to, to everybody that uh, that listens to us, listens to the show. Please uh, keep, keep giving us support. Keep uh, keep pushing us, and uh, we're gonna continue to bang out contents because we love what we do, and this is just always fun for us. Uh, we're we're really we're quickly approaching ninety. You believe that ninety episodes? Man, what a not not too bad for uh, throwing shit on the wall and seeing it stick. With that with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You guys have been fantastic yet again. And until next week, we will see you in the ring. This episode is brought to you by Fight TV. Go ahead and download the app and support the show. Every time you download the app from us, we're going to give you $10 of credit to make your first purchase on the Fight TV app. Get access to all kinds of independent wrestling, Ring of Honor, Evolve, and many, many other feds. Only pay for the shows that you want to see. So go ahead and download the Fight TV app from us over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight, F-I-T-E.